0: Happy Friday, ladies Ladies. and gentlemen. We're ready to rock the show today. We're going to be talking all things digital media and branding. So here we go. Shut up and sit
1: down. The Business Bros podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of
0: Business, business pros! Ah! Time to drop the heat.
2: Time to drop the heat. All right, all you business pro out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in the podcast rankings. We will sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz slash podcast guest and schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at Business Bros Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, we're so excited and so honored to bring yet another incredible guest on the Business Bros Pod. For real estate, the old adage goes location, location, location. On the internet, however, it's all about visibility, 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 and that is exactly what our guest gives to businesses that want to grow. What makes our guest different from the rest? Easy. The other guys focus on the creative and come up with all kinds of ideas, but lack the action plan required to achieve your marketing and business goals. Our guest focuses on those strategies and, along with that incredible creative content, helps business owners create actionable marketing plans that bring measurable, positive returns on your investment. You will not want to miss this episode to learn from a top digital marketing phenom. Joining us today out of St. Petersburg, Florida, from the Dragon Digital Marketing Podcast, blog, and marketing firm, welcome to the show, Monique Idemudia.
3: Oh, it's party time. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, yeah. so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. And that was the best intro that anybody has ever given me. So, we have fun. We have fun. Round of right. applause.
0: All right, Monique, let's jump into this thing. Uh, I love the name of your company, right? The, bringing in that dragon kind of really emphasizes dominance, fire flames. Tell me how you got into this space and why dragons?
3: Absolutely. That's exactly what it stands for. (laughs) We want aggressive digital marketing strategies that actually make you uh, reach your goals. So, uh, that's why I put the name dragon in there. I'm a big fan of dragons. Um, I just think, you know, they're mystical creatures that are super interesting and fascinating. Um, I myself have a bearded dragon as a pet as well. Um, so yeah, I got this dragon theme going on and that's how I came up with the name dragon digital marketing for my agency.
0: Nice. All right. So tell me a little bit about your background. Where'd you come from and why, why'd you get into this digital space? I mean, there's tons of things that you could have done as a career, uh, but you chose digital marketing. Why, why that road?
3: I've always loved it and I always knew that that's what I wanted to do um, I've majored in marketing. I went to school for business administration. Always been in love with marketing. And since digital is the future, and I wasn't gonna, you know, focus and specialize in traditional marketing, uh, it was just natural to me. I just love marketing, and I love the combination of the creative side and the analytical side, and crunching the numbers and the technical side as well. Um, I love all of that, and marketing combines all of those. Uh, field and I get to use all of my uh, skills and I have a lot of fun doing it. I
0: spent this morning about an hour and a half on Clubhouse in a podcast 101 type room teaching people how to create a brand and grow a podcast, right? Uh, And one of the things I talk about often is the consistency of you putting out a message about creating content, whether it's long form content like we're doing here on the podcast, or whether you take this long form content and break it up into small pieces. Uh, And the question I always get is, you know, what if I'm consistent for quite some time, do I have to take a different route? What else can I do to grow my brand, to grow my following? What can I do to get more eyes on what it is that I'm doing?
3: Definitely consistency is key, and you want to go omni-channel, so you don't want to put all of your eggs in one basket and be consistent on just one channel, but you definitely want to diversify and, you know, look where your audience hangs out and be in those places, so you get yourself in front of the right eyeballs. It's not just about getting yourself and your brand in front of more eyeballs. It has to be the right people, people that are actually in your target audience, and, um, they're your ideal customers so that's super important. So you got to do some market research there and then be at the right places at the right time with the right content and be consistent with it. And that's the recipe for success. All right. I
0: want to talk about finding that right customer. Like, so here, here's the dilemma that I, I was going through some Facebook feeds today in, in different podcasting groups and somebody's like, Hey, I'm going to start a podcast. How do I come up with a name that says, I talk about everything. And you know, I had to come back with, "That's not going to do very well." The the fact that you talk about everything is fine, but how do you get them to niche down? Because you know, it's it's kind of difficult sometimes. I talk to people who are like, "I'm going to start a podcast. I'm a real estate agent. I'm going to start a real estate podcast." I'm like, "Whoa, dude, pump your brakes. That's not going to be the best thing. You're going to run out of content really quick. uh, And plus, it's not super engaging. How do I balance?" the uh, idea of, I want to talk about multiple things, still be myself and yet niche down.
3: Yes. You can definitely talk about multiple things. If you, like you said, niche down. So you have to find your niche and find some criteria that you can filter, um, you know, the, the large audience of your overarching topic. So for example, let's stick to your real estate example. Uh, First-time buyers are very different from people who want to buy investment properties. Um, It's very different to look for apartments to rent out. Some people want to become landlords. Some people want to buy a house that they want to live in themselves and and so on and so forth. Buying a vacation home is uh, different as well. So there's a lot of different goals that people have and those are all different personas. And you want to segment your, your market. And create different personas. Those are just groups of people that have, um, you know, certain features and criteria in common. So you can tailor your messaging to them and personalize your your entire marketing and communication to them. So your message actually resonates with them and you get their uh, attention. So they engage with you, interact with you, and then consider to to hire you and do business with you, right? Because you would use entirely different arguments and and headlines and Copywriting and everything ad creatives, everything really, um, for a person who's a first-time home buyer than a super experienced real estate investor, right? Even though in uh, your real estate license that you have, you can uh, do business with both. You can do business with everybody and, and sell any uh, piece of real estate you want to, right? So um, you you want to niche it down and just um, you know find criteria. Maybe you want to specialize. On first-time home buyers that are under thirty, they're millennials, and that's your target audience. And maybe there are millennials who are entrepreneurs, they're freelancers, or run their own business, and they're making more than six figures a year. For example, um, that would be uh, a niche audience. Uh, you really want to keep it between, I would say, one in four million people. Your, your overall audience, that will be your, your niche, uh, counting your cold audience of the people that would potentially be interested in that you could potentially reach and then niche it down from there. Um, so that will be my tip. So think about the different goals and targets and Pain points, fears, everything really wishes, uh, beliefs that people have, and try to find criteria to really segment it and, and uh, organize it into groups and then build out different personas. And that's how you niche it down. And then, you know, everything just falls into place once you do your research and you got your personas, uh, you got it all in one document, you know, um, in an overview and organize everything. You can just assemble everything. It falls into place. Then you know, oh my gosh, that's exactly what they want. Then my podcast is going to have that name. And you can talk about XYZ. There's a lot of different things that you have to consider when it comes to buying real estate. So you can talk about, I don't know, uh, mortgages, your your credit score. You can talk about... Um, i don't know um <laughs> kind of different decoration maybe even get like into landscaping as a real estate agent you, you know you really want to um have people imagine themselves in their new home in their new house so you can go into like i don't know family stuff events that you can host at this place you can talk at so many different things um but they're still related to your target audience and the people in your niche want to hear about it so you could talk about everything that has to do with that, but it has to be related. And that's why you have to approach it strategically because um, you can't talk about a bunch of different topics, but really, really make sure it's strategic and it's serving your business because you're not just, you know, doing it for fun to just talk about anything. You want to see a result from that. And that's super important because it's a crowded place and you want to you want to stand out and break through the noise. So you really, really want to resonate with the people that you want to resonate with.
1: Well,
2: oh, I just want to throw this out here I have never heard anybody actually give a number like to have your audience between one to four million I've yeah. never heard anybody actually give that number so to me that was just that whoa okay
0: that that's a really good niched down
2: target good
3: indicator yes right
0: <laughs> I want to hover on the content creation part because uh, when we talk about, you know, everything, right, I'll give you an example when we were as I started to build different um, social platforms, right, we first started very focused on Facebook, and we, we built a pretty good audience on Facebook. And then I switched over and I started to try to build the Instagram thing. And I realized that the content that I w- that was working on Facebook wasn't necessarily working on Instagram. I was I was very focused on putting out content, podcast content, podcast, 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 and I started to hit this like plateau, and then it started to dip a little bit, and I had to mix things up. Now I put stuff, you know, I put personal stuff, like I, I, I put a little bit of pictures, you know, with the kids, and I put some some uh, quote cards, and I put some video clips, and I mix it up so that some of the important things in my life, not just the business stuff is, is there. And people tend to connect with more of the personal things. And I, and I really focus on trying to get that engagement because if people know, like, and trust me, they're going to do business with me. But if all they see is business, that doesn't necessarily translate to engagement or sales,
3: right? That's right. That's absolutely correct. You know, people buy from people. We communicate with people and Uh, We, you know, want to know who's behind a company and who's behind the brand. So put your face to your name and just be personal and be human. That's how we can relate to other people and, um, you know, consider them and build a relationship there. That's very, very important and a very, very important part when it comes to marketing, not just if you want to build a personal brand, but also if you want to build a commercial brand. You need to attach a personality and some core values and beliefs um, to your brand and to your business. And you want to share some insights about your personal life and some behind the scenes. People want to see, you know, the the raw stuff that's going on, um, super polished, you know, images, uh, people don't really, don't really like to see that anymore. It's, it's out at the moment. It's, uh, just really, and to be authentic, you know, all of those are just buzzwords. Um, but it's true. And I really like this. Um, yeah, I really like this, um, change so everybody can, you know, finally just be themselves and not have this super professional, um, facade or, or whatever. So you can just be natural. And you know, that way you find your tribe, you find the people that really like you. Uh, you get more engagement and you just get more loyal fans that interact and engage with your content better. And that's what you that's what you want. You want to build more meaningful relationships that go deeper than the surface. And if you have that super loyal audience that are like your fans, they'll buy anything from you because they like you, they identify with you, they trust you, they see some similarities from from your life to their life and to, uh, I don't know, your kids to their kids. And they just say, hey, that's that's a human being. He's a family man. He does something else than just work. He has, you know, interests and hobbies and all of that. Uh, that's super, super important in marketing as well, because you're working with people and you're communicating uh, with people. And we can't forget that. It's, you know, also about sharing those insights and not just being salesy and selling. And like you said, tailor your content. What well, works in Facebook doesn't necessarily work on in Instagram. They're entirely different social networks. Uh, different people hang out there. People hang out there for different purposes. For example, Facebook is like just keeping up with uh, family and friends. Instagram is like getting inspired by beautiful high quality images. LinkedIn is networking, searching for jobs, um, you know, promoting, promoting your business, posting information um, about your company, Pinterest is there's a lot of women on there. It's image heavy like Instagram, but the audience on Pinterest is mainly women uh, in their 30s. Uh, Twitter is um mainly popular in the United States and India. It's big in India as well. Not so popular in Europe, actually. Most Europeans are not on Twitter and it's a very adult audience. Most people are over 30. A lot of those people are professional. Uh, the audience on Twitter is more educated. Than the average American person, so a lot of um, academic people on there as well. They like news. They like to, you know, like the slogan of Twitter says, "It's what's happening." So they they want to see what's going on. And YouTube is like just you know entertainment and learning. How to videos do really well there. So um, be be very mindful of the intent. Because content that looks very natural and native and organic on Facebook, if you just post the very same thing on Instagram, for example, it can, you know, be like a little bit out of place and not fit into that theme because you want to match the mood and the vibe of people to get the engagement that you want from your posts. Because again, you're not just posting just for fun to post stuff and just throw stuff out there. You expect the result from there. You want a positive return on investment. It's not just about the creative and having a beautiful feed of images that look uh, well put together, but you're not seeing any revenue coming from that channel, which would mean- I
2: don't think it means what you think it means.
0: <laughs> well, look. Let, let's hover on on the on the different platforms. We got you. That was first of all valuable information, right? Understanding the intent of each platform, and I think the only one you missed there was like TikTok, right? Or TikTok. Oh, right, know, yes. <laughs> TikTok is more like a yeah. TikTok has become—it's uh, become like a search engine. Like I know my wife when she's like, "How do I make something?" She's like looking it up on TikTok real quick because it's quick, sixty-second instruction stuff that kind of gets you where you want to go. I—I I find it entertaining. I—I I know I spend my time on TikTok looking at people teaching me how to use Photoshop in certain ways, um, or people using you know little different side hustles. Like everybody's feed is a little bit different. But the—the the thing I wanted to—to to, kind of harp on was. When when I talk to people who, who are just getting started, they're concerned with, I don't like the way I look. I don't like the way I sound. I don't like uh, whatever some excuses to why they can't uh, create their own content. And my thing is, we live in a, a day and age where Your identity and your brand is how you're going to grow your business. Growing up, a brand meant something different. A brand was something big, Tide, Nike, right? These huge brands were what we're looking at. But today, brands are a little bit different. They mean something a little bit different today. Can you help explain what that's like?
3: Yes, absolutely. So... You just have to overcome it and trust in yourself and realize that you don't have to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. And nowadays, you have to leverage that trend of people actually wanting to see um, content that you just create on the spot. Like, oh, I have a cool idea. Let me tweet this. Let me uh, take a short video, post it in my story. Let me take a snap, whatever. People want those impressions in that moment out of your life that are super raw and unedited and just recorded with your phone. Think Gary Vee and the success that he sees uh, with his videos, just holding up his phone, uh, randomly talking into the camera. Uh, it's shaky. It's not rehearsed. Uh, he's not right. reading it off a script or a teleprompter or whatever and has perfect lighting and is in a studio like we Uh, Imagine it. I think all of those all of those fears come from like the old days where you had to be super stuck up and professional. Nowadays, really leverage that. That's such a huge opportunity, especially for small business. You can actually compete. Uh, With the big companies out there, because you do not need the budget for those high luster productions and need everything to be perfect. You don't need perfect video and an expensive uh, professional camera and other equipment. You don't need perfect um, audio. Your built in mic uh, does really well in most cases. And, um, you know, don't be so self conscious, just be uniquely you and be authentic. And it really uh, doesn't have to be perfect. And um, if you create no content, how would you how would you get the word out there? People are not going to find you on their own. You know, uh, the space is just too crowded for that. There's just so much competition. Like, imagine with how much content you're bombarded every day, you know, always 24 um, seven. So I'm you- sorry,
0: I took it too far. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah create content and just um overcome the imposter syndrome and the self doubts that you that you have um you know your your flaws make you human they make you human so don't try to be perfect
0: i, I love that and it's absolutely true the the other thing is uh telling a story right like you know it, it, i was having a conversation today about a million dollar listing uh, and I was making the example of of a real estate agent making a real estate podcast, right? When you watch Million Dollar Listing, you don't really watch it for the million dollar listings, right? That's it. Really, isn't about that. It's about the drama that happens on that show. It's about following these particular personalities and what goes on in their day, what goes on in their with their with their spouses or significant others, the negotiations that they're, the interactions that they have with people. That's the drama that people want to engage in. That's That's the reality and what goes on in their life. Now it's only a perspective of their reality, right? And so what I tell people is like, you know, you don't have to worry about people invading your privacy. They're only going to see what you allow them to see. But if you, if you allow them to come along in a journey with you, when you're documenting what you're doing, that's going to bring you the best engagement and the best kind of
3: content, right? Absolutely. Yes, that's right. So tell me about
0: how, how can I, how can I decide what's good content and what and you know? What should I document in my day? Uh, when should I get myself starting to talk about stuff? And h- how could I just kind of have maybe a list of things that I can talk about on a regular basis to help me get that content out there?
3: Yes, so um, like you said, it's a lot about the know, like, and trust factor. So whenever you have a situation in your daily life and you think about whether to share that or not, Um, Is that going to serve your business in a way that it either helps people to get to know you better as a person and how you tick? Does it help people to like you and make you more likable and help you to build likability online? And does it make you look more trustworthy, like a trustworthy expert that has all the knowledge and knows exactly what they're doing so they can trust you to uh, do business with you? So think about those three things, that's super important. Um, And you wanna establish expertise online and incorporate that in your entire online presence. Uh, You wanna build authority and really be seen as an authority reliable, trustworthy um source out there and um stick to those criteria. Always keep that in mind. And everything you share should serve at least one of those purposes strategically. So yeah, that's how you figure out what to share and what not to share. You don't have to post photos of all of your meals. <laughs> for example, what you eat every day for for no reason just to post it. So yeah, keep it strategic. <laughs>
0: But you do have pillars, right? So there are things that are important to you. Uh, there, you know, for example, like for me, it's, you know, business, podcasting, mindset, uh, you know, family. There's, there's a couple pillars in my, that I find core values to me and so when things come across uh in life that I'm, I'm going through on a regular basis whether i snap a picture or do a quick video uh you know every morning i go for my run and every morning i post my results of my run there's two things one it's me holding myself accountable to actually doing it right it's on the internet and it means it happened i went to the gym because i posted a picture Right? But <laughs> that works but on the other hand it's showing people that look i i I held that in high esteem in my life, right? It's part of my priorities. It's part of my core ethics. And I connect with people who also do those sorts of things. Uh, is it important to have those pillars set up or at least understand what they are for yourself in order to continue to create content that is both uh, valued by you and maybe your core, you know, your core avatar, your customer, your avatar, but at the same time, not be consistent on being that same type of post every single time.
3: Absolutely yes, you want to have those pillars. Um you want to have posts that are motivating and they just motivate people. You want to have posts that are inspiring and help people to realize that they can achieve everything that they imagine, all of their aspirations. You want to have educational content that teaches people something, like your how-to content. You want to have informational content that helps people to learn more about things, like you and your business. You want to have convincing content that's uh, targeting the the logical side of things a little bit more, where you actually talk about numbers and ROI, and you use your your case studies and, and stuff like that, and really. Uh, do the numbers and your reports and stuff like that, and you know, then you also want to have, um, yeah, engaging content like this or that posts, or uh, depending on how people react, what they're like. Like I've seen those posts on on LinkedIn recently. Uh, what type of generation um, do you do you belong to? And if you do like a normal like, it's like I don't know, a boomer. If you do like the um, love thing, you're you're like a Gen Z or whatever, you know that uh, those things. You can post quotes to motivate people. Um, You can use your celebrity endorsements, use your customer reviews strategically and post those, and then alternate also between the different media formats, text content, screenshot a tweet of yours and share it on Instagram, uh, for example. Then you have your audio content on on Twitter. You can now do little audio messages, audio tweets, and and post those. And then, of course, there's Clubhouse, like you mentioned, out to video content, uh, for YouTube or really any social media platform, Facebook is pushing video a lot right now, and they're really um, promoting it. And then your image content—you can, uh, you know, take images of yourself, uh, your your business, what you do, give people some insight of behind the scenes, or you can design graphics that um, just visualize a certain concept that's important in marketing. For example, a funnel will be such a thing that's you know just. Yeah, <laughs> ubiquitous and um, needs to be explained to people. There's a lot of misconceptions about it. Um, right. yeah. What
0: about what about you know? We talk about creating content. What about engaging while you're online? I, I talk about this all the time. I my my big thing is you know I'm not much of a, a a content consumer. And when I am on there on the consuming side, I don't really like to leave a post or leave a story without commenting something because i feel like once i engage with somebody they engage back it's going to help me with my with my uh with with my exposure but at the same time it's me being a human being right people post things because they want attention and i feel like I got to give them that attention. Mama always said, if somebody wrote you a letter, you got to write back. And that's how I feel about when people create content, you know, at least tell them that's a great post or, you know, a critique or whatever it is. But should you be engaging with people as part of your overall content strategy?
3: Absolutely. 100%. You should be engaging with people and you have to find a healthy balance there. You know, communication goes both ways. You have to be social on social media. That's why the word social is in there. So make sure you don't just talk at people and post your stuff, but also talk with people and engage. Don't just share your own content, but also share other people's content um, sometimes. And, you know, um, yeah, their stuff. Um, And also, you know, like and comment and other people's posts and show them that you care, you know, empathy, care. That's so big. And that, again, makes you just a normal human being. um, And that makes you more sympathetic and helps you to see more success on social media as well. So you really want to build a community. That's what it's all about. Social media helps you to be in touch with the people that want to hear from you and they want to see updates from you. That's why they follow you in the first place. So you want to have that engagement going on and find a healthy um, balance between that. And also the the posts that you post about yourself, the content that you have created, make sure not all of that is self-promotional and you're promoting something that you do or trying to sell something all the time. Um, also have some neutral posts, you know, that are just pure value. Um, would know uh, intend to get anything back in return at that moment because that's that's what normal people do. If you talk to a friend, if you talk to a fa- family member, do you ask them for for money or to buy something from you? Of oh course, you, you, you tell told them something. No, of course not. And it's not natural. It's not normal. So yeah, keep that in mind. Use your common sense and engage as well. I'm going to. You've
0: ha- you've been a wealth of knowledge today, so thank you very much for coming on the show. Before we head out and close, can you let people know how they can get a hold of you if they want to work with you, and make sure you say it so that our listening audience can hear it.
3: Absolutely. So my agency is called Dragon Digital Marketing, and our website is dragon-digital-marketing.com, and there you can find us our blog, our podcast. Um, We have a free branding course on there as well. Um, and we have a free buyer persona template that you can grab as well. We've just talked about that. It's super important to know your target audience and who your ideal customers are. And you can also find links to all of the social profiles and everything. The Twitter is down here, um, on the website as well. So again, that's dragon digital marketing.com. That's the best way to contact me and learn more about the agency. And yeah, maybe it's a good fit and we can work together in the future.
0: Awesome. All right. Last question. Uh, you've been around a lot of digital spaces. What did you think of the Business Bros podcast?
3: Oh, I love it. I've enjoyed it so much. Um, that's actually how I found you. So I've listened to the podcast. I've watched a couple of your episodes. First of all, I love that it's a video podcast <laughs> because I like video a lot more. I'm a video person. Then And then I was like, oh, I think I could provide some value on the show as well. Let me just reach out and uh, see if you're interested in having me as a guest. And that's how everything came about. So <laughs> super happy that you've had me and I've had a great time. I've had a great conversation and keep keep up the great work and keep on doing what you're doing. I think it's a great podcast and it's super entertaining.
0: Awesome. Love it. Well, Monique, thank you very much for spending some time. Ladies and gents, www.dragon-digital-marketing.com for uh, more information to get in in contact with Monique. You guys heard it here. She's got a lot of information ready to go at her fingertips, ready to help you guys get some stuff squared away. So Monique, thank you very much for being on the program. It's all my pleasure. All right, ladies and gents, that's it for the week. That concludes another five days of the Business Bros Podcast, but we'll be back next week. I'll see you guys later. Peace, and I'm out.
1: Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income?